Good evening and welcome to Get Real with Ralph. I am your humble host, Ralph Nudie, coming to you live from the studios of AM 1050 WLIP in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and simulcast live from Kenosha to the Canary Islands and all across the world via our YouTube channel. Just go to GetRealWithRalph.com. That's GetRealWithRalph.com. Well, that holiday season is over, and I'm sure everybody has a holiday hangover and ready to get back at it and uh, make this a fantastic 2020. We've got a great lineup here in the studio today, including a couple of guests from Kenosha Creative Space we're going to talk to and a really exciting musical guest. So hang on tight. And if you're a Green Bay fan, that's all right. We'll forgive you if you just turn us on and turn the volume all the way down. That's what we're doing here as we watch the end of this playoff game and hope that they hang on to that lead. show weekday mornings eight till noon whatever happens over the weekend we'll probably talk a little bit about the packers in the playoffs being a bear fan well uh well never mind maybe a little bit of foxconn news too because people are asking me questions about that all the time and of course the iranian crisis which looks like this jetliner shot down had a bunch of canadians in it. it looks like the iranian shot it down so whatever comes down the pike we're on it like a bum on a bologna sandwich this is kenosha's radio station AM 1050 WLIP. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate in the southeastern Wisconsin area, go to our resource for Kenosha Homes. That's 262kenoshahomes.com. That's brought to you by the success team at EXP Realty, Ralph Nudie and Ben Gentile. Always here to serve your buying or selling real estate needs. That's 262kenoshahomes.com. places to have a dinner date or the coolest places to grab a drink and appetizers with friends well 262 eats has it all 262 eats is a local food show that features the best the area has to offer watch ralph nudie as he samples the food interviews the owners and takes you inside and behind the scenes of the favorite places of locals and travelers alike be sure to like our facebook page and subscribe to our youtube channel to win prizes gift certificates and get special discount offers that's 262 eats And we're back here in the studios at AM 1050 WLIP, and our featured music when we don't have our featured artist on is Motown today. Jim, you want to jump in and tell our listeners why? It is an anniversary of sorts. Uh, this date, 1959, Barry Gordy started up Motown Records in Detroit, Michigan. And we are all very grateful to Barry for Motown. What a great genre of music. The best. So it's been a little break for you and I, Jim, and we're back in the studio here. I've got my... My trusty co-host and the man with the plan, Jim Selovich, who uh, keeps uh, keeps the trains running on time, which is hard to do with uh, yours truly. How was your holiday season? It was it was great. I'm glad it's over. 
when you get together with family, you never know if, a, if an intervention is going to break out. Oh, family is something, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Played with the little uh, nieces and nephews and ate a ton of food and, you know, had a show New Year's Eve and uh, got done with that. And so, uh, I was did home you have, by 1230. Did you have any big resolutions that you've already broken? Uh, I don't do resolutions. I don't do them. That's your resolution? But I am doing dry January. Dry January? Yeah. Dry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, Is that like no shave November? But it's, it's it's no alcohol in the month of January. Oh, thank God you're just talking so, about alcohol. So I haven't gone out at all. I'm not even going out to watch a game at a bar or go see bands play at this moment. I wouldn't, but I will. I, I, I would bring you. I'd be your water boy for the night. Bring you water, give you my car keys, and and do all the oh, drinking yeah, for I you. Oh yeah, I see. That's that's the other reason too. I'd be the designated driver. Not going to do that. That would be fun. Not going to do that. That'd be fun. I'd even, I'd even, I'll even move the pedals up for you. <laughs> Dude, I'm taller than you. <laughs> oh, down for you then. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to. If I use your car, I'm gonna have to take the uh, the take, phone book off the seat. <laughs> take the pedal blocks off. Hey, that's one of the things I love about my GMC Yukon is it has these this button you can actually adjust the pedals up, which I like because I have longer arm longer arms than a guy who my size legs should have. So I don't like sitting too close to the steering wheel. I mm-hmm. feel like I'm I feel like a granny. But by the time I sit far enough back. My my feet don't reach. So the GMC solved that problem with the Yukon because I can sit up high and look like the big man in town. The, the, the pedals work there just fine. Yeah. But on the bottom there, it looks like pedal blocks for sure. Or the That's something. Amazing. That's amazing. What, what was that cartoon where the kids, what was that cartoon where the mice were pushing the pedals and one was pushing the brakes and the other was steering? I don't know. I think the little rascals did it once in there. I think that it's been done. It's been done a it's bunch of times. So we've got some great guests here. We have uh, Steve Hawkins and Francisco Loyola, along with uh, Kevin Poirier, Kathleen Nottingham, and Ivy Ford. They're here to talk about the Kenosha Creative Space. And then Ivy is going to play a little uh, set for us the, the, the second hour of the show. So we're very excited about that. Yes. So I, I think uh, the first thing I want to do is really introduce Steve and Francisco because they're the ones that introduced myself to the space. So Francisco's going to have to, like, mosey his way, and he's, he's going to have to, like, do some pushing and shoving and get up to a microphone here. All right. So, Steve, Francisco, welcome to the program. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us. <clears throat> you okay, thanks. Francisco? You got it, you got it, buddy? You need a boost? Uh, <laughs> I was looking for the yeah. button. The phone book. <laughs> looking for the phone book. Yeah, we're going we're, we're to put Kathleen on the other side of here. Drop that arm for a minute. All right, there we like go. Twister, radio Twister. Radio Twister. That would be a... We Milton should Bradley do that. Bradley has a hot one. Radio Twister. Okay, now I'm too. Now Spin we're the spinner and call the shots. All right, gentlemen. So tell us about the Kenosha Creative Space. <laughs> tell us about the Creative Space and how the how this dream came to be and uh, where you are with it now. Uh, it started a few years ago. This is not a new project. We started working in Kenosha, promoting the arts in the community. I will say uh, starting in 2008-2010, we started working on the Windows on Downtown programs. I don't know if you remember that. At that time, downtown, we have a lot of empty spaces, empty windows, Mm -hmm. empty buildings, and we started promoting the art, music, events on those locations. After uh, 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 some time, uh, the program started taking off, and we uh, started doing pop-up galleries inside of those empty buildings, the buildings are starting to get occupied, and then we get really ambitious and trying to renovate uh, with the help of the city uh, building in downtown Kenosha. Mm-hmm. 
That's uh, great. Now, now you're you're located where now? The new location is in 624 Right on the corner there. We're in the corner. We're about one block from the original location mm -hmm. that we were uh, uh, planning to which have. Is, which is right across from the big bank building that this radio station used to be in years ago. Exactly. Yeah, I, ironically, I, I had an office in that building when I was in the, the mortgage industry. I, I had a company uh, with a couple of partners, and that was, I want to say, in 2000, summer of 2003. Wow. And the building was owned by uh, the previous district attorney, um, Bob Zaff, mm -hmm. Bud Lepp, and Kath, Kath, uh, Kathleen Lingle. All three of them had their law practice upstairs, mm -hmm. and I, th I think Lepp actually owned the building back yep, then. So it was really cool to see uh, you come take that building, and I know what kind of shape it was in even then. So what you've done is, is a dramatic transformation. Yep. By the way, I think that we found some of your cables on the phones from your office and <laughs> we, were, we were fixing the space. You, know, you, you, you didn't find any computers of mine. If you did, uh, you needed to delete the browsing history right now. There you go. My uh, family doctor used to be in that building years ago, Dr. Cresswell. Wow. Yeah, long time. I'm old. A long time ago. So I had my physicals in one of those rooms. Well, that's a. That, I, you're probably I not the not only person. To hear that. You're probably not the only guy to take his clothes off in that building. I'm sure. <laughs> so See, yeah. what's the matter? Cat got your tongue? Oh yeah. Does now. Oh my goodness. So, Steve, how did you get involved with this project? Uh, I I've been working in the community a couple different places, and me and Francisco worked together during the fusion days, and. He asked me repeatedly if I'd come and join him, and I kind of resisted. I finally gave in during the Rockabilly Block Party, and then it's been head first ever since. So we're, it's a beautiful place. I mean, I love it. I love what we're doing there. It's amazing. The people that come in there are amazing. There's so much talent in this city. It just blows my mind. I mean, there's artists, there's musicians, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of great, great people yeah. here. And that's the thing I was going to ask you guys about. They've got so many different types of, every type of art. Mm -hmm. I mean, every, every type of live music, you have plays, uh, you have, uh, you know, big band, you have a lot of, lot of different things. Pottery, poetry. Yeah. Every, every if, there's an, if there is any sort of art that is something that is where, where people create mm -hmm. and don't necessarily get the commercial appeal, mm -hmm. there's, there's a space for it there at yeah. the space, it seems like. Yeah, one of the uh, our mission was to become uh, uh, a hub where uh, all the creators ca can congregate mm -hmm. and we can participate and do new projects. I, I think that, but uh, I know that the talent is in the community. Mm -hmm. I think that we needed this place to try to continue and expand. I, I, I remember you showing me the plans. Yep. For the mm -hmm. very first one, the one that was uh, that was down the street for for a minute. Um, and it was supposed to be like open to you know rooms for people to rehearse. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. bands coming to rehearse. Not so much bands, but you know, uh, comedians uh, or actors. You know, things as such. Just use that space for, for that. Yeah, that part is being implemented. Mm -hmm. the, what we consider uh, the, our success right now is the first floor that has a multi-use room. There's a gallery, mm -hmm. a venue. Uh, we were not planning to have a venue, but it became a venue in an organic way, and, mm -hmm. and the musicians really appreciated it. Mm -hmm. uh, we're working on the second phase of the project. The second phase of the project is consolidate the idea that we, as our artists or creators, we need to be more uh, entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. We need to be more 
business savvy. So uh, we need to uh, work in more co uh, collaborations. Our second floor, we have an uh, office space. We have a co-working space. Mm -hmm. It will have workshop and classroom. Uh, we are in the uh, final phases to implement uh, this uh, this phase of the project. Uh, we will keep you posted, and I Absolutely. promise that we will come oh, yeah. to your show to announce when we will open in the second Absolutely. floor. We'll be there. That's fantastic. Now, one of the one of the major things I think that the community has noticed is all the great live music and all the great live acts that have uh, cycled through there. Who's doing most of the booking for that? Is that you, Steve? Yeah, pretty uh, much. All right. So, Francisco. so tell us a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and now, and, and Kevin, what's, what's your what's your role? I'm uh, one of the board member of the uh, Kenosha Creative Space. Gotcha. And then Kathleen here, who is also has been on here, of course, uh, playing with. Uh, would you kindly is the. Um, Oh yeah, I'm volunteering as the marketing director there. It, it, volunteering as a marketing director, awesome, awesome. So you're you're pushing the social media and all of that. You're yep, you're helping yep. book the bands. Tell me, uh, Steve, a little bit about the booking process. How did you start reaching out to musicians? And do you have you have musicians reaching out to you now to uh, to find an outlet for their creativity? To or? be honest, the majority of them are contacting us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like we're actively searching mm -hmm. to look for performers. They all want to come and perform there because we provide everything they need to put on a great performance in an intimate room. A place to work out your your new material in yes. front of a semi-friendly audience. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, having been there a few times and and seeing different bands play, it's a nice change mm -hmm. from being in a dark club, yep. yeah. or you know, from being in a bar. Where it's you not a bar. It's a, right, it's a right. totally different environment. It's, it's, right, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's, it's great. Yeah, our next step is we're trying to implement a more formal process so that this this can be become more professional. We're working with Kathleen and Steve and other uh, uh, people to make, make sure that when we book something, we're going to be able to provide not only the space, but also the marketing, the promotion, and make sure that the events become more successful. Mm -hmm. just, uh, ju just book them. So the, our goal is to make sure that we grow together. They, so they grow, they make, they, the musicians do, do well. We will do better. So I think that that's that's our our main goal. And th there's a lot of space for that for that growth in this in in this period we're in right now. If if social media is utilized properly, you know, having the short little live posts when when things are going on, it, it is I think much easier now than at any time in history for a for an artist of any sort mm -hmm. to be able to get the word out there about their product. But they still need the guidance, the handholding, and uh, I, I guess almost to be educated on how to market themselves because before either you were marketable and somebody found you and marketed you, you were marketable and you just didn't market at all and, and you went nowhere or you weren't marketable. You kind of fell into one of the three. And now you have a lot of talent that's self-marketing and, and not using an agent. And Sorry. we're going to talk about that with Ivy here a little bit. <laughs> you know, kind, kind of uh, using, leveraging their own business savvy along with your creativity to, to make it an industry where, where previously you couldn't do it unless you kiss the right person's ring. And it's, it, it's kind of refreshing to be able to do that. Ivy, do you, you want to speak to that a little bit? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, we can talk more in depth about that later. But no, you're, you're, you're very, very right um, with the tools and resources now. In my case, uh, my creativity is, is, is music. And between social media and, and technology in general, you know, it's a lot easier to apply yourself um, to promote yourself and run your own business. And that way you ain't kissing nobody's rings because uh, I'm not a fan of that myself. But. What, ring kissing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ring kissing, yes. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I can. We got it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not much of a ring kisser either. That's, uh, you know, it's, uh, you want to, you want to feel like you, 
you're able to get your own message out there, and if it resonates, it it works. People listen. Oh, you are being control it of it, though. I oh, mean, absolutely. I, I don't like being told what to do. Uh, so if you can, yeah, no, not me. Um, so yes, there's a lot. Again, there's a lot of resources for anyone in both fine art, visual art, um, or music, or poetry, or or whatever. It's really cool, and it can be a double edged sword. Yes, but um, really cool that with technology and social media and then in this case with the kenosha creative space that it's a very inviting and welcoming venue and and whole concept and 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 kind of mission statement and goal to hopefully cultivate and and nurture the whole concept of of creating creating things and and being supportive of creativity so now are you involved at all with the with the schools Yep. Uh, thank you for asking. I think I was going to try to uh, mention that most of the uh, social media that you see is around the projects and the, the events and the uh, public events. But behind the scenes, we have been working with the uh, Frank Elementary School, Ruder High School. We had a partnership with Carthage College, the UW Parkside. And lo- all those programs are not as visible, but I think these are more important for me than the uh, actual the just promoting the, the music and the artists. We started an, an uh, after-school program that were uh, expanded this year with the help of the city. The city gave us a, a, a grant to expand this, this program. Uh, those, those programs are also going to be taking place on the second floor, but our idea is to combine what we're already doing and give the uh, students an opportunity to uh, learn from the uh, uh, artists and the creatives and the musicians that come into the space. We have started a few projects. One of them is, we call it the Emerging Music Series, mm-hmm. where we have musicians from out of town that come into town. Probably you have seen some of those events. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, after uh, the, com- bef- the concert takes place at night, but during the day they have a workshop or a master class for the students that probably they will never have an, an opportunity to go to those events. That, that's a fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. And I, it's my experience that most artists like to give back and like to give yep. back, especially mm-hmm. to kids, because they know what it's like to have very little support. They know that their support probably came from other artists when they were up and coming, and, and the only support that young young creators are going to get are from people that started off as young creators and, and, and found their way through. And I find that it is a very kind community in, in general when it, when it comes to things uh, such as that. Now, Steve, you had, you had approached me about a program that you're doing, the, uh, the Miro Project. No, that's actually Kevin's project. Oh, it's Kevin's project, Kevin. but you, appro- you approached me about it. I did it. approach okay, you about great. it, yes. And so, uh, Kevin, if that's your project, I would, I would love to hear a little more uh, yeah. detail on that. So we um, this started several months ago, actually, I think, over six months ago now. Yeah, probably about six months. Yeah. What uh, what we wanted to do is showcase the diversity of um, of Kenosha. So what uh, what I did is uh, I contacted two uh, elementary schools. Actually, I contacted Frank Elementary first, and um, thanks to Francisco and the work that he's done with the Kenosha Creative Space, they were very re- uh, receptive to uh, have me come in and take some photos. Um, so I got some photos of some of the students over there, and I found out I didn't get everybody that I needed. So um, Southport Elementary also came and um, was willing to have me come in and take some photos on their kids. So now we've got all the students that we need. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to, uh, thanks to uh, Parkside for uh, sponsoring and helping us with the printing, they're going to be printing some large uh, photos, and those portraits are all going to be displayed 
on the wall on uh, the corner of 58th Street and 6th Avenue. If you know that corner, there used to be a building there, but now it's just a, a, a lawn. There's a, there's oh, a yeah. wall over yeah. there. and um, on, on the east side. Yep. And uh, so that's all going to be displayed uh, over there. And uh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be great. Um, what, uh, what, what we're planning on displaying is uh, to kind of mirror the um, um, racial makeup of the last census um, and just have the students um, uh, just have it printed right on the wall. So I'm really excited about it. It's been uh, a long time coming. Thanks to uh, Francisco for uh, being supportive from the start and all the partners that we've had. I mean, I can't thank enough um, Heather Connolly at Frank Elementary and Southport Elementary and, and Parkside again for, for helping us out with that. That's outstanding. That's great. And uh, the building, ha the location's been secured, I'm, I'm assuming? That's what we wanted to say thank you because we're working with this. Thank you to Steve that made the, the initial connection. So. Yes. It's okay. Actually, I believe it's your family. It, yeah, it's our our <laughs> yeah our, our our family trust sure. actually owns the building. Yes. And uh, but I wasn't sure that. I mean, I had pointed you in the right direction. Yes. So th yes. this is me hearing actually directly from you that it is going to be so on you that can building. E so you can so. evict them then. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that how that works? Oh well, I know a few people. Yeah. You know how that yeah, is. He knows a couple. You know, yeah. So that is that is the um, uh, the old forty building, which is adjacent to the uh, Orpheum Theater. It's the building oh, yeah. okay. directly to the north of it. And uh, my, my, my grandfather bought that building in the 1980s. Actually, he bought about half of downtown in the 1980s for <laughs> pennies on the dollar when that was a, it was a walking mall there because the no, brilliance that was, that was horrible. The brilliance of our city leadership prior to that thought that they would be doing a service to the community by paving that over and making it so that the teenagers couldn't drive in circles and pick up on other teenagers. I guess that was, that was a problem having actual people down there. <laughs> so they decided to have this brilliant attempt to not have people downtown anymore and much to their surprise all the businesses failed and left and that left that whole area a complete ghost town if anybody horrible. remembers downtown kenosha in the in the oh. mid 1980s it, yeah, was, it was it yeah. was terrible you, you have mike bjorns and you had all the guys from the dayton and that was about pretty it pretty much walgreens and uh yeah walgreens walgreens was there yeah yeah there was a guy named buddy hawkins who buddy. Mike, mike bjorn made famous by putting his portrait in the uh in the uh, little buddy window. Wore, he wore a lot of buttons. No yes, buttons. he did. And when Cadillacs drive by, you go, go Cadillac, now go, now go. You and, know it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he would salute all American cars. Yep. And he would spit on all foreign cars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know your, you know oh, your high Kenosha. school downtown, yeah. <laughs> the old, the original Bradford the High School. The original Bradford. I remember yes. being, I remember being a youth and watching the, the uh, high schoolers come in and out of there and looking up to all of them as they came yeah, out their leather jackets and their cigarettes, mm -hmm. thinking I wanted to be that cool someday. But that whole area was decimated. And now mm -hmm. over the years, we've seen a renaissance in that entire downtown Kenosha yeah. area. And the creative space is part of that renaissance. Uh, I remember when the uh, when the Lakeside players moved from Kemper Center over to the uh, to the old Lake Theater and, and restored that to the roadie. Mm -hmm. Now we have you there. You, we have Fusion down on the other end. We have a, an oasis of, of, of culinary the things that are going on there restaurant-wise, you can't mm -hmm. get that many choices of good food in any other place and have it be that reasonable yep. when you, when you walk true. from place to place. And you, my friend, are right in the middle of that with the creative space, That's my friends. Uh, it's, it's a great spot to be, and I can't believe the amount of talent that we're, we're seeing in this community right now. And I don't know what to attribute that to. Steve, you, you do a lot with the bands. What, what do you attribute the, the intense the amount of talent that seems to be coming out of Kenosha? <laughs> no one drinks water. It ain't the water. It's the beer then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, we are really, truly blessed with the amount of talent in this town. And it's like 
you got the older generation, you got the younger generation. I mean, to me, that's the most amazing thing, mm-hmm. seeing these young kids up and rising. I mean, I've known Ivy here for quite a few years now. A little bit, a little bit, And yes. I've watched her grow, and it's amazing. And we encourage that at the creative space. We really do. I think the biggest part of what we do there is education. And we're open to any skill level of music or talent, and everybody. Well, and that's like the Thursday nights. The oh, Thursday create, nights. Create at the space create every Thursday space, night, which yeah. is not just like a lot of people, especially. And I only speak for musicians, so that's my shtick because I just <laughs> take people. But um, so a lot, of, you know, everyone knows about open mics or open jams and things like that. And so at the creative space with the Thursday nights, create at the space. It's not only an open mic; it can be an open jam. And some people ask the difference from mic or a jam. Usually an open mic is more acoustic, one or two people. Like, you don't do poetry at a jam. Yeah, that too, exactly. So it can be anything from someone that just wants to get up and sing with the guitar by themselves or bands that come in, or there has been um, poets that come in. And sometimes, actually, I know I've, I've witnessed it myself, where one week some people are there and you get a poet and some li- and musicians that are there and they say, hey, I really like... What you play, when you play this type of music, it makes me feel like writing this type of poetry or, or spoken word. And then, you know, a week after, then you find that they've all of a sudden put together uh, a set mm-hmm. or put together a work where the, the poet and writer is doing their work while the band or yep. whatever musician is playing. And then you have also the, the visual arts. So anyone can come in and, you know, either bring mm-hmm. their own I was going to say gear, uh, musician talk. They can bring in their own, you know, <laughs> arts and crafts and things like that if they want to. Or over the summer, what was that with the, I don't know how it came about, with the chairs and the tables. We had a bunch of chairs in the basement. That were just we were left over at the space. We were for people to paint. We exactly. started bringing them up, putting paint out, and we got some amazing, amazingly beautiful chairs and tables there that some artists have done the tables. The chairs have been done by kids, adults, Yeah, everybody. everything from people that they, yeah. they you know, yeah. art is what they yeah. they do full-time, art is what they want to do full-time. Or, like Steve said, kids, every, you know, everything from my two-year-old daughter to his grandkids and, and, you know, and everything else in between. So the Thursday night created the space, which is now changed to 8 p.m. starts. 8 p.m. start time. Yeah, so, you know, so a, now, little, a little later. So now created the space is Tuesdays at 8? Thursdays. Thursdays. Thursdays at eight, all ages, and yeah. it's like, like we were saying, everything from music to drawing to. There's even um, I forget how she goes by with, uh, with her business or whatnot, but Meredith who who sews and she's brought her sewing machine, yeah. and literally is you know s- stitch and stuff yeah. right on the spot. So it's really a mecca and o- oasis. Mom. And yeah, my mom every well, yeah, she talk about jewelry. And yeah, and so it's really the Thursday nights is a very welcoming, safe place. It's very <laughs> oasis for all types of creativity, and and that really has contributed, I think, too, with the cultivation of meeting different musicians, different artists. And it's a great networking thing, and there's no pressure. But no. shoot, that's half the battle because everyone wants to, you know, well, act like get, they're the big, big stuff. So we're getting gigging musicians in that have oh, yes. gigs mm-hmm. that night. They get done and they come by us, and then right. next thing I know, they're forming another band. Exactly, it's, it's well, actually that, kind of fun. And, and that's what it takes. It, t- it takes yeah. it takes a spot where people can actually go and get their brains together and get it Absolutely. wrapped around. And it. they mm-hmm. can be with like-minded folks. I I, I think it's safe to say that's from so, one creative so person. To another one, it's great when you can kind of find your tribe. Right, right. Find oh, yeah. your people. Right, yeah. And, I mean, I 
for me, music, uh, music, yeah. and I work. Right. I work for time as a musician, which it ain't easy. It's a hustle, so which it can be very intimidating for a lot of either new starting artists and musicians or whatnot to kind of initiate that meet right. and greet and, and find. Well, you're, you're, you're with like minds. Exactly. When you're with like minds, you're with artists. I'm always the same way when I'm acting or I'm writing. You know? Yeah, all oh, right. I, yeah, I, yeah I, with I, the theater I, work. I get together, exactly. I get as soon as with you people, get with other artistic people, yeah. you it's start just, thinking of things like, that you can't think about in your other environment. I went down. Yeah, I went class at Second City. I'm with all these people. Oh, right, right. And like suddenly you feel like you're a genius because you're around geniuses. And the thing is too, I think a big great facet with the space. I can't stress enough. Again, I'm a young person, and I was fortunate. I was able to kind of hone my craft under 21. But a lot of times, like with Second City, mm-hmm. they're in they're in cities. They're in Chicago or New York, right. and you that's a really hard uh, place. Big big uh, metropolitan mm-hmm. areas are hard to navigate if you are under 21. Right, right. You know, and it's kind of like Ralph, what you were saying with having being able to to start them young, so to speak. And it is so important because you know. Young people are going to be changing our diapers, so. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. I ain't saying what I'm yeah. saying. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, about how Creative Space is currently helping. helping other, Yeah, changing <laughs> diapers. Help, helping the youngest of the artists yes. and the oldest, for that matter, to uh, get to that next level. And then I want to ask you guys a few questions about your vision for the future of Creative Space back after this break. And we're back here in the studio at AM 1050 WLIP, listening to a little Motown in what was once considered the mini Motown, K-Town, Wisconsin, USA. And uh, that was because, of course, we were the fourth of the big three here for a very set number of years with Nash and then uh, American Motors. And uh, that's had its impact on a lot of uh, families that are still here today. Uh, including Steve and myself, we we know all too much about that, and uh, we have with us today the um, the uh, couple of the board members and directors at the uh, Kenosha Creative Space. We have Steve Hawkins, Kevin Portier, um, Fran- Francisco Leola, Kathleen Nottingham, and we have our musical guest Ivy Ford, who who plays a lot at the space, so she's sitting in with the uh, conversation as well. And it's been a pretty pretty lively conversation. And before we went into the break, we were talking about how you're doing your Create at the Space on Thursday nights and how all these different artists of different genres of art, not just different genres of music, are coming together and inspiring each other to do more and, and how important it is to have a creative environment like that. And I, I can't agree more. Anytime I'm with artistic people, that side of my brain kind of fires up differently than it does if I'm, say, around my family or I'm at, at work around at work people. You, you're creative in different ways depending on who you're with, and I really believe that that, that thought is, is a vibration and creativity is a certain certain kind of vibration that, that happens. And as soon as you're around creativity, you find uh, your own creativity increases. And uh, can I get something to that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I believe that it's not only that. I believe that the art is kind of a unifier because one of the more appealing aspects of these projects Mm -hmm. is the mix of the attendance. We have older, younger, different backgrounds, different social backgrounds, and they they are all working together. I think that uh, what is really changing, the change I have seen lately is that we have more... uh, 
young professionals, uh, and let me give you an example. All these years, I have seen a lot of talent in, Ken in Kenosha. I have been doing this, this for a few years. Uh, one of the biggest challenges that Kenosha has is that really talented uh, artists leave town as soon as they have mm -hmm. an opportunity. And one of the changes or the shifts I have seen is that now, after graduating from school, I have seen more and more st students graduating and staying in the community because now they think that there are opportunities for them. Mm -hmm. Or they are uh, other uh, professionals, they go to school, graduate, uh, start uh, their uh, professional career somewhere, somewhere else, and they come into Kenosha. Kathleen, Kathleen Nottingham is an, a really good example. She is graduated from uh, uh, UW Eau Claire, uh, but was born and, and raised in Kenosha, and now she's back into town. There is a lot of more talent this actually We're looking at around. town as a, something this is, is going to be uh, one of the biggest changes into the future they see. You know, and, I, and I've seen talented yeah. people come to this town sure. from out of town, sure. too, which mm -hmm. wasn't exactly. something that's happening before. Yeah, right. So, for example, the jam band that we had on here, I don't know why my it's slipping me, they played at Songs of Freedom. Uh, the guys that graduated from Berkeley, why can't Earth I? Earth Mother. Here's some people that are yep. to Berkeley, remarkably yeah. talented that they actually just, chose to live here. That would have never, that would have never right. happened no. No, uh, just, even just 20 be, years ago. You know, just, yeah. just, what, let's face it, Kenosha used to be blue-collar, let's make cars, like rah, 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 you know. But now it's more of a tourism type of place. It's more uh, arts. Yep. You know, more, more, yeah, it's more of a destination now than it was like, I got to get out of here. And, well, you know, when I started doing comedy things as such, I'd go to Milwaukee all the time. I'd go down to Chicago to do things. And then all of a sudden, a couple of places opened up in the area here. I'm like, well, I'm done. I'm, I'm running back and forth. I, I can have my little playground right in my backyard. And, and if you want to be a big artist and tour, I, I think you're going to get to the point when you can record and, and home base out of this area. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's also a lot of gifted people on the recording side. Absolutely. You know, we have several studios here of very, very experienced engineers. And for years... In years past, I don't think artists would have given them a second look. They would have felt like they had to leave here to go do something where yep. now they're they're coming here to record. Mm -hmm. yep. And and that's a fantastic thing. And I think that every town has its break. Uh, at, at some, not every town, but every town that has its break, it just kind of happens. It hits a mm -hmm. critical mass period, whether it's Memphis in the, in the 1960s or Seattle in the 1990s uh, or everything in between. I, I think that we're poised to become that kind of town if we keep doing what we're doing, and you're doing a remarkable job of that. Yeah. Uh, and there, there is not only the art uh, and their own uh, uh, craft, music, etc. They get involved. They are actually involved in the community. They are also helping us. Uh, Kathleen is here, is, and, and mm -hmm. she started as a volunteer helping us, and I think that she has made a huge difference in the uh, work, getting out of the, the space, uh, space, putting all this uh, promotion and events. So if you don't mind, I will uh, oh, absolutely. ask what's, what's, what's coming up. An, an, an idea of what is coming yeah, up. Yeah, we would absolutely. definitely like to hear from Kathleen what's coming up. All right, Kathleen, you step on in here. We're doing a little... Doing a little twister here, radio twister here on the Get Real with Ralph radio Show. Radio twister. Yeah. <laughs> I think right. I want to, I think yeah, we're going to add that as a segment. Yeah, we need, we, need to get some, we need to get some musicians and run some jingles. Huh? Radio we, we, twister. It's, that one's yeah. coming. That one's coming for sure. So, yeah, we're uh, doing events weekly at the space for the most part. Um We've got the Create the Space on Thursdays, and then we usually have a concert or a show or a big event of some kind on the Friday and Saturday every week. 
Um, our biggest one coming up next is called Into the Space. And so Francisco and I had the vision to try and start like a monthly uh, fusion, like in series where uh, it's like an infusion of what the space is about, where we have like featured local musicians, have like a featured artist. Um, so, yeah, that's coming up on the 17th this Friday. Uh, we've got Indigo Canyon performing at the Creative Space for the first time ever. They're an amazing band. I love their energy, everything that they do. They do a lot of really cool, like, uh, they'll combine different covers in interesting ways. So it's really fun. And uh, our band, Would You Kindly, is actually going to open for them. So that's, it's our, That's yeah. this Friday? Yep, this Friday. So we're actually, we're excited to do a show with them. We're excited to have them at the space. And then uh, our next one is the next week. Uh, we've got Gentle Jack Jones coming up, and Steve actually helped us. Uh, bring those guys in. They cover Grateful Dead music. Um, I know there's the guys like uh, from Cosmic, Cosmic Railroad, from Cosmic Railroad, and yeah, Rust yeah. Belt. Yeah, go yeah. ahead, Steve. Uh, well, that'll be a fun show. They yeah, that's they're, they're a great bunch of guys. Great too, bunch of guys. Well, we also got coming up soon here this New Moon Convergence, which two wonderful ladies in town here, Brittany Parshall and Kelly Lemonade, are putting together. It's Friday, January. Did, did you say Kelly Lemonade? Kelly Lemonade from Tallulah Tattoo. Yeah. That, like lemonade like the drink or it just sounds like it? Yes, lemonade like the drink. Is that like yeah, a stage like lemonade? lemonade. Yeah. But <laughs> it's a, it's going to be a benefit for the Australian what brush oh, fire. Oh, wow. So cool. it's good. they're going to have a blacklight art gallery, open paint jam, new moon intention ceremony, energy release sessions, tarot card readings by my daughter, Spirit Ebhawk. Yeah, chakra uh, alignments, local vendors, and a Jessica lot more. Jessica London's so. doing hair. Yes. Um, so if you need some cleansing for the mojo, that's yeah. what you need. Who I to. do? No, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. If you need, oh, you know, okay. if, you got, if you got a late start, don't start worry. Steve cleanses his mojo just fine. Be, <laughs> There's not enough time in the day for you. Steve. It's going to be an amazing <laughs> event. They're going to transform our whole building. Actually, when they come in, I mean, it's going to we we yeah. transform it pretty much from event to event. I mean, we have. So many possibilities with that space, but they're going to take it over. They're coming in early in the morning, and they're going to change that whole space around. It should be an amazing. And what day is that now? That is Friday, January 24th. All right. All right. That sounds great. And uh, I will make sure that we put those up on the um, the Ralph Nudie Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash Ralph Nudie, which is our, our show page uh, as well. And uh, anytime you have events like that, let me know. I th- this is the type of stuff that uh, that that Jim and I are are, are committed to, to to promoting on this show. It's one of the reasons that uh, Jim agreed to stay. I think after the first couple of weeks, when he realized that we're we're, we're our mm-hmm. our purposes are aligned here, and yeah, and that is you know promoting promoting good right. content, good art coming from right. from this community. And Steve, you, Steve, you and, you and Francisco, I've known. I've been that way. For years oh absolutely in the city. Yep. and uh you know we've worked together many times past. many times yes so yeah, this is becoming this is becoming a thing all all on its own and it, and, and it's been so much fun mm-hmm. uh going forward to the future just some thoughts that i've had and i don't know if anybody else has had the same thoughts i haven't done a lot of research on the subject but i've noticed that music has changed a lot over the last, and I, I talk specifically about music because that's the art that I probably seem to have the most passion for, that and, and, and theater. But music has changed where it, it, it seems that there are it, there's a less diverse group of people playing instruments than there used to be. You know, when you look at jazz, you look at blues, and, and I think that a lot of that has to do with economics, that it's easier if, if, you, uh, if, if you're poor to, to lay down a beat and maybe... 
you know, make some hip hop over it. But I've noticed in the last few years, kind of that, that changing around, I've seen more more genres playing mm-hmm. instruments again and playing instruments together and more fusion of different genres. And and I wonder at the space if there's an opportunity to get instruments into the hands of, of kids that wouldn't ordinarily be able to afford instruments. As a matter of fact. <laughs> you were wondering. I could see the look on your Wait, face. You were wondering where I was going with this. We are involved with... Make Music Day, June twenty first this yep, year. Yeah, which is a na- that's a national. That is an international. Yeah, international. Event. Yes, and we've got Jim James Conway, an amazing harmonica player. He's sponsored by Honer Harmonicas. Is gonna we're we're getting some harmonicas donated from Honer Harmonicas, and we're gonna offer free clinics with free harmonicas for any age, old, young, whatever. You're all welcome. But it the, the Make Music Day is pretty amazing. Any talent level of music no matter how skilled you are you go out and you make music that day and it's yeah. we're trying to get it all over town which we are going to do correct francisco <laughs> i imagine there's a lot of musical instruments collecting dust in this world people that aren't playing them anymore and i feel that if they they don't necessarily want to sell them they don't need the money but i i feel like if, if there was a way to reach out to them and say once a year hey we're we're looking for an instrument drive to get instruments into the hands of of children who wouldn't ordinarily be able to get instruments yes you can get your band and orchestra instruments but let's face it that isn't going to appeal to every every third grader or no. every fourth grader some are going to say that's great i want to play in band or i want to play in orchestra but some aren't it's just not going to resonate with them but you might be able to get a guitar in their hands you might be able to get a harmonica in their hands you might if you hand them the trumpet and told them you know told them a little bit about miles davis mm-hmm. or something along those lines i think you're going to pique their interest a lot more or how do you how do you blend that with the music of today and and make it all work together and i think there's a lot of opportunities for organizations like yours to do just that and, and with your head, we can, we can give it a... Step on up. Come on yeah. forward. <laughs> Come forward. Radio and, Twister. And, and with your head, Ralph, <laughs> I think that we can do a great promotion and try to get that project going. So let, let's yeah. talk more in the future, the near future. All right, all right. That sounds, uh, that sounds I lo- like... I love how ideas just yeah. cook. Yeah, that's you know, exactly... Like we're creating... creating we're with like-minded you're, people. We're creating, right. we're creating <laughs> in, in our space yeah. today. Yeah. yeah. Like, sorry. I just took away the <laughs> microphone from, from Ralph. Yeah, the only the only one another band that Nobody we have. Nobody takes my microphone. <laughs> we have uh, the uh, one opening on uh, Saturday, uh, January twenty fifth. Is the Cuba a, a closer look? It's about uh, three local photographers. They went to Cuba. They had oh, different okay. perspectives, and we're going to have um, a Cuban music for them. Uh, Ooh, and, nice. And when is that Cuba? Twenty uh, fifth. The exhibit. 25th. The, the okay. exhibit is going to be open the next weekend. But the opening will be on Saturday, January 25th. So that, awesome. So the, the, what, what time on the 25th? The uh, opening will be at 6 p.m. Music will be probably from 6, 6 to 8 p.m. So, and oh. we're going to go traditional Cuban music. All right. So I'm, I'm going re- to reiterate that uh, one more time. It's uh, called Cuba, A Closer Look, and it's going to be a bunch of photography from uh, a visit to, to uh, Cuba along with Cuban music. Uh, Ron Story, Kathy Brandt, and uh, Julia Schiller are, are presenting the photography from their trip. From their trip, and Benjamin Mercado is the musician. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, that's yeah. gonna be awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. You, that's, I would that's, you that's what I like about well, your your place too. Everything's done early. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, we like that too. <laughs> so you go after. So you go. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so this misbehaving at the space. That's. Uh, that's an artist. That's a musician that you have coming. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, need to get uh, misbehaving in here. 
That sounds Steve, want to get on that for we us? We could help you with that. Yeah. All right. That would be that we would be fantastic. She's probably listening right now. All right. So yeah, uh, Ms. Behaven, that's a project with uh, Haven Wells, and uh, she's got a full band behind her now. Uh, but there, she's going to be performing at the space on the 31st from 8 to 10 p.m. Yeah. She's also going to be displayed some of her oh, original yeah, so artwork. Oh, yeah, both her and Francisco too. are going to display yeah. some original artwork that they did for this event. And so people will be able to view and purchase um, custom artwork from both of them. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. Speaking of custom artwork, Steve, who did that custom little drawing of you in that very zen pose that we have oh on, our, on our site today. Did you, did you <laughs> see we was, featured uh, that today? I can't recall her name. Jessica. Yes, I can. Give me a minute. But I don't, I she was able to draw that. his Here picture, we go. and he can't go. even Change recall her yeah. name. Come on, Steve. You know what? That's going to be the next one, Lost in the Space. Oh, danger. Good. Danger, on, Steve now. Hawkins. Lo- Lost in Hawkins Space. <laughs> Jessica. So Jessica, uh, Jessica Campbell did that. There it is. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I knew it. We just had to jog his memory. Yeah. Takes me a while. I'm old now. Good good things come to those who wait. Good things take time. It's okay. (laughs) And if she's listening, she's yelling her name at you. (laughs) Campbell, damn it. (laughs) Also, uh, the uh, creative space is always looking for. Additional people to to get involved with 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 fundraising donations. This is a this is a nonprofit organization. They do get some grants to help them hum along, but it it takes a lot to run a facility and an organization like this. Uh, so uh, come check it out. Yeah, it's just building uh, downtown the, as well. What I like about it too, because we got to build a little more south with downtown. Yes. you know everything is kind of. We got to go know, a little further south street, and a little further west. Fifty-seven Street, and of course we got you know we got the other downtown by the harbor. Right, but we need to go a little bit further, further well, south. Well, it's really complimentary now with the new renovation of the Stella Hotel. Yeah, yeah the Stella so Hotel. So literally, is great. if you're at the Stella, you mm-hmm. can look out the front door and you see the Kenosha and the old, the old, bar, yeah, the old Barton and store is being redone. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I yep. mean it's literally a block away. Right, so it's exactly. Both are very complimentary. Well, well, you got the indoor market. The indoor market being created. That by next winter, I think that the market's going to be in there. Is that correct? Uh, nearby the indoor the indoor harbor market <laughs> you're looking at location oh, they, they have found a location for that and if anybody's been looking at the the local paper uh you have that Brindisi development on the yes. other side of city hall which is going to be a better development than it was originally going to be before the crash because they were going to put a tower there before the real estate crash right. in 08 but now what they're doing instead of one big condo development is uh it's going to have a fourth story uh, mezzanine area. So the first four floors are going to be parking, and then in that fourth, uh, on that fourth story, there's going to be a courtyard, and there's going to be two towers. And one is going to be uh, nice rentals, and the other one is going to be condominiums. And it's going to be ten stories tall. It looks like they had to, they had to overcome some height restrictions with the city in order to get it approved. But it's going to change the landscape of, of the area if that thing goes forward and gets done. And that, along with what's happened, you have the Stella, mm-hmm. you have the uh, public. I mean, they're new. Oh building. yeah, yeah public. Like and I said, the old Barton, the old Barton store. That's, yeah, that's gonna be yeah. Amazing. So again, like you were saying, the south mm-hmm. end of, yeah. of downtown. It's really yeah. It's it's all gonna kind of bridge together along, yeah. because that's that's, that's the bridge between the north yeah. downtown and the south downtown. Mm-hmm. If you think about that, because right. because those areas are kind of isolated because you have the bridge where you have common right. grounds and kind of nothing the in the middle. Be, right. Right. And uh, the, I I think that it's just gonna keep on growing, especially. I think so. 
I think so. And uh, the old Kenosha News Building, too, who's moving into there. The Kenosha News Building is being turned Herzing. into um, a Herzing, Herzing, yeah. Herzing College. Yeah. 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 Where, where you're possible. Isn't that their little uh, yeah. saying? They're possible. Everything yeah. is possible. <laughs> Herzing. If not, we'll yeah. make up a jingle. Right? Yeah. We're, we're on the list. We're, we're any idiot can become a doctor. <laughs> I'm in. Oh, man. Wow. The views and opinions of this show does not directly. Uh, I'd be facetious. We all know that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, oh, a great bunch. Well, when so, we come so, back, yeah, coming up next hour. Coming uh, up next I, hour, yeah. Ivy Ford's gonna play us some music. Ivy, tell us a little bit of what you're gonna play for us. Uh, okay, yeah. Right. <laughs> and with that, hey, that sounded we got just some like time when here. we seen you guys at your fundraiser. Oh, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which. Later. 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 I was going to make her. She, she oh, wants yeah. to. She's got like I said, needles. good things come yeah. to those who wait, man. On you can't rush stuff. And needles. Spoiler alert, by the way, the uh, the game is over, correct? It is over. And uh, they managed to hang on to that lead. It looked like it was going to be really tight in the end there. It's huh? always that way. That's why I have great hair. Oh, you don't. You don't even have to watch four quarters of a football game. Just football. watch it after the two-minute warning. <laughs> you get the whole thing. Pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. I'm sorry, there's a Bears you're, fan in here? Yeah, she's a Bears fan oh, without gray hair. being a Bears fan and not having gray hair. <laughs> you know. I, That's funny. I, I wish the Bears would get better. I really do, even though I'm a Packer fan, because they're not even good enough to hate. <laughs> uh, I Ooh, mean, and, and, I, and I mean that. Like, you want that rivalry where you just, like, really hate the other team. But they've just had such a long drought, and I mean that in a complimentary way. They got rid of the honey bears, that's why. Bring the girls back. If the girls girls are back and happy, it's going to be a good day. Just saying. Are you a bear fan? Well, I'm originally from Illinois, so. Uh, Well, I figured you would be. Boom, boom. Boom, Well, you know. I'm a musician, so I don't watch a lot of sports anyway. I'm a creative. I didn't even know it was on. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of creativity in sports. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what halftime shows are for, right? No, right. Good, bring good. back the honey bears. Bring back the honey bears. Let's get McCaskey on the phone right now, <laughs> the owners, and we want the honey bears back. We, don't, yeah. we got McCaskey's number, right? Can't we? Uh, maybe, we can, maybe, we can get, maybe we can get them on the phone over the break. <laughs> there you go. I doubt it. All right. Well, that music means that we're going to be uh, going into a break. So when we come back on the other end, we're going to talk a little bit more with Ivy Ford about her personal journey in the world of music, and then she's going to play a little music for us. Thanks for tuning in to Get Real with Ralph. Good, you had to play it twice, Jim, but amazing. Yeah. 
Neil Peart. We were talking about that over the break that yeah. uh, Neil Peart lost his battle to brain cancer uh, mm-hmm. within the past several days. And so this uh, second half of the oh. uh, show tonight, we're going to be playing uh, some Rush music as a little hat tip as to a bumper music, yeah. one of the greatest drummers. of Great lyricist. Greatest rock drummer and good, lyricist. You know, when he came into that band, he changed all, a lot of the lyrics are, are all him. Really? But, yeah. And but but the the way they had bands set up, they split everything three ways. Right. Doesn't matter if I, he wrote the song. Right. You know. That's the way that they decided to do it. And it should be. Right. Exactly. And there were there were several bands that did that. I watched a I watched a special on Chicago, which had more oh, people gosh. rotating mm-hmm. in and out of it than any band. Oh, yeah. And they had agreed in their early days that everything would just say written by Chicago as opposed to giving mm-hmm. credit. And it wasn't until the 80s, it wasn't until those wacky, weird little Peter Cetera days that mm-hmm. that changed. And when that did change, it kind of fractured them forever. Yeah. And it was, uh, uh, you know, when bands decide that they're not going to fight over who takes credit, I think they last a lot sure. longer. Absolutely. And that's not to say that an ego is a bad thing. Sometimes people are just better off on their own when they get to a certain point. Is Lionel Richie was like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, much he, better he on his own than he his was Commodores. Commodores. Yeah, yeah, he yeah he was originally with the Commodores, mm-hmm. and then uh, it wasn't by his own choosing. The public was like, "Hey, do your own thing." Yeah, and then yeah. the band was like, yeah. "Oh, fine, do your own thing." You know, he was a front Kenny Rogers. You know, he had yeah, the whole yeah. first new, edition new thing. Christy, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, not to be confused with the new edition. Cool it now, you got it. Cool While he went now. there, <laughs> I did. I went there. <laughs> Ivy Ford is in our studio. <laughs> Ivy folks. Ford is in the house. Hi. Ivy. We welcomed you before, but now we're welcoming you all over again. It's as a official now. It's I'm official. here. You are here. And I got again tell you how much fun I had watching you play your little Christmas blues special. Oh man, th- that was a Girl, blast. That was a, that was so much fun. I was so honored to see that the turnout was great, mm-hmm. and it was a lot. It was really cool. I had a lot of fans of mine that see me when I'm down in Chicago and when I'm on the road. That they came there. You know what? There was a couple that they were from like Madison area, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and they and they came just for that. Awesome. Um, cause it was, and getting back to like with the Kenosha creative space, it's not just a bar mm-hmm. at all and it's all ages. And, um, that's usually what, what we call a listening room. It's an actual yes. music listening venue. That's a great. good way to put it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so how, where are you from? Where were you born and raised? Let's start there. I was, well, I was technically, I was born in Chicago, but raised in Waukegan. So, you know. Just on the other side of the of the Jetta Curtain. But I got my musical start actually when I was 11, 12, and 13. My mom would bring me up here to Kenosha because Wisconsin is a little lenient with the, mm. uh, you know, uh, under 21 in bars. So <laughs> she would bring me up here to see live music. And one of the most influential bands and, and group of musicians was actually a band called The Real Deal band, oh, yes. which was... Oh, yes. yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah. Which was a uh, love brainchild of the late, great Mr. Steve Rainman. Oh, Rain Rainy. Man. Yes. Loved him. And Alonzo Zoe Smith on Don- bass, which he, he lives in Florida now, yeah, but he's you know... he I yeah. see I swear I see him more since he moved to Florida, because <laughs> he, he just keeps coming back to K-Town. My he can't was, stay my away. My brother was down in Florida, like, last year, man, okay, yeah. and hung out with him and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so, so that's that's where I got my start, and Steve, like I said, he's, he's passed away, uh, I think it'll be almost two years now, yeah. and if it was, I tell people, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be as successful... Now, both as a, as a as a business side of of of, of the biz, but also as as a band leader. I can. You know? t- I've so. got a personal real deal story. Oh yeah, lay it on me. Well, my third son is named Alonzo. Oh, okay. And my dad would just always call him Alonzo Smith from the Real Deal. Yeah, That's yeah. how I found out who the Real Deal was. Oh, wow. And I had to look it up because I yeah. didn't. Re- re- then I remembered when I saw them, seeing yeah. them, 
But yeah, that yeah. Was... I mean, they were like a Kenosha mm-hmm. institution, and 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 it was a. A lot of people say, well, who was in the band? And it was a conglomerate of basically, you know, Steve and Zoe would get a gig, mm-hmm. and whoever ever you well, know J- could Jason make it. Kent, would do it. Which, which, that's, Jason, how that's how I met Jason. Yeah, I was. By the way, I want to mention tonight yeah. before I forget. Oh, yes, tonight's his farewell. Uh, over at Captain Mike's. Yes. Oh, his wow. Open, his open, uh, his open his jam. Open mic. mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mike. So, those yeah. who listen want to get over there. I know. That's what. Well, that's where we're going. That's yeah, where we're going. going. There yeah. All right. All right. Well, that sounds. Uh, that sounds exciting. Oh yes. It's we're always gonna... a party. I can't mm-hmm. believe he's going to be gone. I know. I know. But like I said, we'll probably see him more now that he's gone because he'll be coming back. They can't stay away. So back, to you, so back to you, 11, yeah. 12 years old, you're coming to Kenosha, you're watching bands play. Yes. What's the, when's the first time you picked up an instrument? First time I picked up an instrument, well, I started playing piano when I was about 9 or 10. Um, I was, my, my mom raised me a single, single parent, me and my brother, and she had met a church lady at a park that was giving piano lessons for like seven bucks. Steal. And she put me and my brother actually through piano lessons for about a year. And then we actually had to go. My mom's half Norwegian and her family's in, in Norway. So we had to go out there uh, for quite some time. So stop lessons, but I always stuck with it. So piano is my first instrument. And then as far as. Uh, did, wait, did you back up? Did you say you went and lived in Norway? My mom was raised in Norway. I've, I've been, been fortunate to go twice. Yeah, twice now. Um, we're gonna you know, die. We're gonna, I don't want to. I don't want to divert you too far. But we're no, gonna go right. back. We're gonna go back to Norway. I'm putting yeah. a pin in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So piano was my first instrument, and then I was in in band in in school, and I played alto saxophone. Still, still play it now. Actually, I just just did some horn work on my upcoming album. Actually, and then I picked up guitar when I was about 20 because I'd go to people ask me why, and I said I'd go to open jams as a vocalist, and the dang guitar players. Didn't want to play what I wanted to sing. So I said, man, fine, forget you. <laughs> well, I said other things. But sure. uh, I said, I'll play for my own self. So that's what, what started that. And then out of a necessity for work, I picked up bass guitar. And I play drums drums as well. So necessity is the best, uh, you know, the motivation. invention. Exactly. Absolutely. So, yes, piano's first. And then everyone knows me now, though, for playing guitar. Yeah, but if you... If you start playing piano first, and I I I tell my own kids this, mm-hmm. everything else is easier to learn. Than oh if you yes, take people piano ask first. me. They say I want to start music. What would you recommend? I said play piano for at piano. least a couple years. Even well, and even if you learn a few scales and stuff like that, it's so it makes it so much easier if you do want to branch off in another instrument. It really is. And technically, piano is technically a, a percussion instrument because on the insides what makes the noise is the hammers on the, the strings, strings right. which is you know hitting stuff which is and percussion the other thing that piano and percussion have in common mm-hmm. is really being able to train your hands to do two different things at two different absolutely. times absolutely where yes. almost every other instrument even guitar yes mm-hmm. you're, you're you're using both hands but they're more coordinated it's y- not a, right. it's, it's it's not a it's not a matter of doing things that are completely independent exactly, of one another. Exactly, yeah. And there's really no other instrument besides piano or mm-hmm, drums, or where, drums where, you yeah. really, where you really pick that up. So the two translate very well. Very true, very true. So you get you, you get to uh, playing all these different instruments. Yes. At 20, you pick up the guitar because yeah. you're going to open jams. Mm-hmm. Was that your first time really playing out? Well, no, getting back to the... Getting back to the real deal, actually, they were playing, me and Steve were talking about this. This is how me and Steve Hawkins met, actually. There was a, it was, there was, it still is there, um, a little little bar in, in, in North Chicago called Toby's. And sun, Sundays, the real deal would do a op, open jam. 
And it was kind of a leeway where, you know, it was kind of all ages. And my mom was actually a bartender there. So she said, hey, there's a span that's that's there. You need." To, and I said, I was saying earlier on the break, she said, Ivy, put some lipstick on and, and dress nice. I'm going to introduce you to the band. And actually, before she got a chance to introduce me, Zoe Alonzo Smith came up to the table I was sitting at. And I think I was wearing like a really snazzy outfit or something. And he complimented me on that. And I said, oh, I'm here because my mom is the bartender. And he goes, oh, oh, you, you sing, right? And I was like 13, maybe then and so one thing led to another and him and steve got me up and i think i knew no i i do the only song i knew at the time was alicia keys fallen it's two chords that's all i knew and i did very well and they said well do do you know another song i'm 12 or 13 i'm like no that's all i know and steve had said well next time you need to know more than one song so i started singing with them and then a few times with different gigs steve would would hire me and at that time i think i was maybe 14 uh and he would hire me to be a a vocalist so playing live was actually yeah was actually with with them and i i was 14 but i always have looked older and all all my friends are very nicely seasoned so hey so i uh you know i started started playing with them and and then after that obviously i had to you know go to high school and stuff and um, Darn school gets know, in the way of the real education. Away those, exactly. Those bars, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I graduated, in a nutshell, I ended up being hired as a, a piano player and backup singer for a band out of Gurney, Waukegan, Illinois. And there's a f- funny story that 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 led thing one to another. But that band that I was a backup singer became the foundation of the band that actually plays with me now. And now I'm I'm. I'm not a backup singer. Now I am, you're Ivy I'm Ford. The, I'm the boss, man. Yeah. So, Woo! so yeah. So I first started playing, you know, live with the, with an audience and stuff, and professionally with Real Deal. And like I said, it, it taught me a lot, laid a lot of groundwork and and a, a thick foundation of my success now. Well, that's a that's a really good story, and you're probably one of the best guests I've ever had to actually take us from the beginning to end. Oh, that, that's an shucks. awesome story. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want you're to... very good at editing yourself, too. Yeah, you well, are. you know, you, I like yeah. to keep it clean on the microphone, so I, I get a lot of practice with that, so... Well, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll have to hear that. We'll have come, to hear come the with other us to Captain later. Mike's, and then we'll really we'll really get real. No, we w- <laughs> with Ralph too. No, all right, all right. So that first time, thirteen years old, you get up, you sing. Yes. I want to know what that felt like the first time you stood up there and you finished a song and looked down. It was an old bleep I just sang in front of people. How'd you feel? Well, you know, I've always, since I was a really little kid, we're talking two, three years old, I've always been into music. And I, I mean, no better way to put it. I've always, I guess, liked an audience, so to speak. So I had, when I was younger and I did, you know, community talent shows and school talent shows and things like that. And I was actually in, in theater uh, through school and in high school and stuff, too. So performing in front of an audience was never a really new thing. But performing to live music and in that kind of environment was very different. I can't say that I remember being necessarily nervous, nervous, a little anxious, but you know. Did you get it, a rush from it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's where I was going with that. Oh, yeah. I find that anybody who gets a rush from that at an early age yeah. can't live without it. Oh, it's the best time in the world. Would and you it say that? Costs you, you, nothing. you probably got the rush at a young age, too, right? Uh, I, rush, I did. <laughs> I started a little yes. bit later, but yeah, I, I still get the, that rush, mm-hmm. that energy from the there crowd. Is not, yeah, there it's is nothing better. Exactly. It's 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 drug like. It is a um, 
The only experience that I can even equate it to is falling in love. Oh, absolutely. But it's 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 that same depth, but without another person attached to it. Exactly. Well, and so you know, it's funny that you say you know falling in love with someone. I, uh, I or having a really good night with somebody you're in love with. Yeah. Um, actually, I just I was I was reading some stuff about Janis Joplin, and one of her famous quotes is, "Every time I'm on stage, I make love to my audience." And then I go home alone, which you know that could be in a whole different. Uh, we that could be a whole different segment about you but, know but being that, a musician. But, 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 but that's crazy. Well, though. that, that can go into yes. the loneliness well, yeah. of most artists. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, the, that's the good, if, bad, if, the if, ugly. Yeah, if you have a great show, everything's a, everything's yes. up here. People are loving you. Things and such. I get that sometimes when I'm doing shows. And it can and, and that, that can then be, I go then I go home. I'm by myself. And that I'm can be a very double edged sword and trying right. to find that that you, balance. You still feel the buzz. That's what gets you in trouble because when you have to come down from that high. Even if you're with somebody, even if usually if you're with someone, that's the worst because they don't get it. Because you make them feel alone and you feel alone. Because you come off, you come off that stage, you come off that that ah, and you don't need anything else except some quiet to decompress. Yes, yeah, sometimes. But again, it's it's a hard balance. It is. I want to hear some music. I want to hear some music too. So I want to hear. I want to hear what what just comes out of your soul right now. Right. Oh. Okay, let's see. IV4, ladies and gentlemen. I get up early in the morning and I believe I dust my broom. Get up early in the morning now, I believe I dust my broom. I'm going out with my baby and my friends and have my rules. I don't want no man wants every downtown girl he meets. I don't want no man wants every downtown girl he meets. He's no good, shouldn't be left out on the streets. Well, I believe I believe my time ain't long Said I believe I believe my time ain't long I'm no good Don't mess up my happy home I get up early in the morning I believe I dust my broom I get up early in the morning I believe I does my broom. I'm no good, said my friends can have my room. I get up early in the morning. I believe I does my broom. I get up early in the morning. I believe I does my broom. Elmer James. Yeah. With some Delta slide on that. 
That was amazing. Oh, uh, thanks. One thing, I mean, you're, you're a young woman. You are yeah, I'm so, 26. And I'm you're, still young And enough. you're so into the blues. It's so yeah. amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank I you. think, you know, you got this old soul about you. I'm sure you've heard that before. Oh, my gosh, yeah. All well, the time. Funny. A lot of times people think, like I said, I'm 26. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a birthday next month. I'll be 27. Ooh, getting old. But. I've been 27. A couple, yes. couple times. Oh, man. <laughs> but a lot of times people, it's funny. And usually young people, which you think mm-hmm. they, you know, you could tell. But they, a lot of times they ask me. How old are you? And I tell them, they're like, oh. I said, what, you thought I was like 40? And they said, yeah. But it's not because of how you look. It's just, no, no. It's, it's, just it's, it's just. Right, the way you carry, your carry yourself and, yeah. and, and, and the way you play. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank I was you. very yeah. impressed. I mean, you don't know anybody who's 26 who you think, she's a cool cat. Like, that's not a, like, but kitten you would say that. Kitten. But you kitten. would say that. <laughs> no, you would say that about Ivy before, though. It's like you've got this groove to you that oh. that people your generation just simply my generation for the most part doesn't have if you really look at it it's it's baby boomers really mm-hmm. that, right. that 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 had that vibe to them and it's such a it's such a refreshing thing to to, to feel that off of somebody oh, you know what i mean you. it's it, it's really good what are you going to play next what am i oh I'll yeah cuz i just want to feel yeah, it i don't I'll, even want to talk yeah. anymore i just want to hear you play right, i'll play one of mine so the last one steve relax down there I we got some time it. <laughs> I, uh, that, like I said, that last one was an Elmer James tune, Dust My Broom. It's, it's a blues standard. The, uh, but this next one, it's one off of my, my current album now, Harvesting My Roots. And it's a little, little something called Work For My Love. True story. Everything I write, I want, or I lived it. Love it. What you need to keep me I don't mean just wine and dine but I need you to make some time work for all my love 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 too much but just enough I don't want to lie I want what you got
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> My God, girl. Dang. Dang. Dark out. Usually, when I'm on radio shows, it's like eight, but in the morning, it's yeah, kind of that ain't blues time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just went. You know, go to your website, uh, yeah. ivyfordmusic.com, yes. and uh, tell us more about the uh, the international blues challenge. Uh, That's uh, some... which time? No, so we. I've I've been twice. The first time I went. I, so what the International Blues Challenge is, it is just that. It's musicians from all over the world come down to Memphis, Tennessee on Beale Street, and it's a week-long marathon challenge, and, you know, you got to fight not to drop because it really is a party. And they, it's a competition. So you have there's, – there's quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals, and – you do you automatically have to perform twice for the quarterfinals in which you perform in front of a panel of judges that are either established musicians from all over record producers sometimes label owners or people that are just very in- influential in the business and you get ranked everything from performance meaning enter- the entertaining aspect to your skill set and you, like I said, you, 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 how do you say, invite the critiquing and, you know, gosh, mm-hmm. put your, put yourself up for some, you know, sometimes some harsh words. But so the first time I went, I didn't want to go down. Actually, I had, at the time I was married and I had just had my daughter and I don't know a lot of, well, a lot of people that, that know me, I, my last show that I did, I was, it was at Navy Pier and I had my daughter two and a half weeks after that show. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then my first show after having her, she was three and a half weeks old, and I did a blues festival out in Rockford. So I had taken no time off, mm-hmm. and when it came down to compete locally to get adjudicated to go to the International Blues Challenge, I said, you know what, thanks, but no thanks, I need to take some time off. And the Crossroads Blues Society, which was the society that, that I represented, they, they nicely twisted my arm. Really, they only asked me twice, mm-hmm. and they got me. And I said, okay, fine. And I really, not that I wasn't in it to win it, but I'd never done something like that, and I was just there for the experience. And we ended up making it into the semifinals, me and me and my band, which is uh, Willie Roush plays bass for me, and Dave Axon is my drummer. You have an amazing backing group. Ah, oh, no, man, I know, like, I know. I tell him, I said, amazing. you're the only man in my life that I actually truly like, and I'm not lying to your face. <laughs> no, oh, I like you, Steve. I love you, Steve. She said um, like, not love. <laughs> But, yes, they're incredible, both on stage mm-hmm. and off stage. So we went down the first year, and we actually made it into the top 44 bands out of over 200, okay. and which was incredible in itself because, it's like I said, it's a challenge. So when they asked me if I wanted to compete a second time, ooh, I was ready, man. My, my, <laughs> my daughter was, uh, you know, a little over a year, so mm. Mama had some time to get back into her fighting shape. I could wear my <laughs> heels again and stuff. And I was just preparing to release my Harvesting My Roots mm-hmm. album, meaning we competed the second year, which was 2019 International Blues Challenge, mm-hmm. with all original music. Nice. And that year, we made it into the top eight bands from all over the wow. world. And we got to perform and showcase at the historical Orpheum Theater mm-hmm. in Memphis, Tennessee. The picture on your website, girl, you're getting up in the air in those heels. Ha, I'm telling you, oh, man, that is crazy. look at those heels, well, man. You know, I was just like, dang, girl. Got, yeah, when people ask me, like, oh, my gosh, you have such great legs. I said, well, I don't like to run, so I don't really <laughs> like to work out, so I like to you gotta get it You got to jump up and in. down on stage. Yeah, in, in heels, in heels. Mm-hmm. That's that's the trick. But When I, but saw, yes. you, when I saw you, you had new heels. 
What uh, you that mean, that Christmas at, thing? Oh, ooh, yes. Yeah, you got some new they heels. They were. They were brand new. I was trying them out, and I loved them. I bought them actually in two two different colors. That's mm-hmm. how much I liked them. Beautiful. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's amazing. You said you played everywhere. Where else have you played? Oh, man. So, like I said, I got my start in Kenosha. Mm-hmm. Then when I was, well, I can say this now because it's okay. Uh, sta- no statute of limitations. I actually started playing in bars in Waukegan when I was about 19. Mm-hmm. and But I said I was 22. And then I hit 22 and that. Anyways, <laughs> so I was playing in Waukegan locally. And then for a while there, actually, I was playing a lot in McHenry County. Um, and Kane County, Illinois. So, uh, Cary, Illinois, uh, where else? I mean, everywhere and anywhere. And now it's really expanded to like just this past summer was full of festivals, which was, uh, shoot, where have I been? Rockford, um, Appleton, Wisconsin. I love playing the taste of Wisconsin here in Kenosha Mm -hmm. every year. And, oh yes. And, and uh, I've been out to Virginia. I did a couple house parties out there. I've been out to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there for a NAMM show a few years back. And I did some private parties, actually, like in Beverly Hills nice. and mansions behind the Hollywood nice. side, nice. which that was very cool because the, the keyboard player that they had hired was Deacon Jones. Uh, God rest his soul. He's, uh, he passed away again two, three years ago. And he was the key, keyboard player for the great Freddie King. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I got to play with him out in L.A. I've been down, down to Memphis. And then actually this past October, I made my official international debut in Canada at the Thunder Bay. They did an indoor blues festival mm-hmm. alongside the legendary John Primer. And actually, speaking of legends, I got my first big Chicago start, and that was my huge stepping stone opening up for Buddy Guy. Nice. No his, way. Oh, nice. yes way. Wow. At, at his club, That's Buddy his Guy's club? Legends. It was January 11th, 2015. I had I was maybe 22. I had been down to the club a month or so prior to go see Chicago Blues Hall of Fame artist Joe Moss, and he got me up to sit in with him. And at Legends, they they film and live stream everything, so it was all on tape. I got a phone call about a month after that, that 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 night, and it was, "Hey, this is Buddy Guy's Legends." And my first thought was, "Oh crap, <laughs> I'm in trouble." And they said, "Do you have a band?" I said, "Yeah." And they said, "Well, we have an, you know, we need an opener for a Sunday night show." And I said, okay, I'll be there. And before we hung up the phone, I said, wait, who am I opening for? Not that I need to know because right, I may right. not be, you know, I'm, I'm not worthy. <laughs> and Mr. Mark Maddox, the, the booker there, he said, he said, oh, you're opening up for Buddy. <laughs> I about <laughs> fell out, y'all. Oh, wow. So, so, yeah, and come to find out that was the first time and I think only time now that they had ever opened up the club doors to an evening show for anyone under 21. Nice. So it was, yeah, it was quite a history maker and that show i had Mm -hmm. a very special guest brother john khaki who is a big staple in the chicago blues scene and he was on keys for me great great friend of mine now Mm -hmm. and since then i'm at i'm at buddy guides a lot now regularly i'm kind of part of the family and every time i'm there and buddy's there he always gets up on stage and 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 always compliments me on my guitar playing which is great and then i will be going to france this september Actually, that's what I was getting at because I remember yeah. you mentioned that. That's that's yeah. amazing. I'll be, girl. I, yeah, I'll be going there. I'll be there almost a month. So. Wow. How many? How many? Uh, how many events are you playing in France? Well, so let's see. I I fly in late September. The first two days are rehearsals because I'm picking up a band there, and then not everything is in stone yet. But I'll probably be doing a show or two a day, mm-hmm. maybe with a day off, and then I come back mid October. 
So, wow! Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. So awesome. Did, how did you get? How did you get all? Do you have a a booking agent that handles oh, that for no, you? Oh no, Ralph! You I'm do the all boss. that yourself. I'm, we were talking on break. <laughs> I don't like to be told what to do. Shoot, uh, you can try, but it won't go over well. No, I am. I am the big boss lady. I do mm. all my own management booking. I, you know, I that's call, a lot of work. It is, but then I get to do what I want to do. And and but part of that, I'm very fortunate for whatever reason. It's just part of my character. I've always knowing what I wanted to do. Getting back to I've been into music since I was a little kid. Yeah. And that's half the battle in in whatever you're doing. Because if you don't know what you want, that leaves the door right. open to let people tell you what you want. Right. And, that, and that's not good. Danger, it, danger. It, and right. I definitely, definitely want to talk about that uh, after the break. But that's sure. what the point that I was trying to drive home to some of our listeners mm-hmm. is how much how much you have to hang in there and really work hard and, and be committed to being in control of your own destiny in order to yeah. get to the next point. Yeah, dedication, And, and I can see you've got that grind, and, and not a lot of people do. And <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about what, what motivates you and, and makes that grind behind and, you. And after definitely hear some more music. And Got to hear. We at, can do that. At, All right. At least a few more songs. Back after the break. You are listening to Get Real with Ralph. We're back here in the studio at AM 1050 WLIP. Your host, Ralph Nudie, in with co-host Jim Selovich and our musical guest this evening, Ivy Ford, who has been delighting us with her stories and her music thus far. Uh, I wanted to talk about what drives you and what what makes you work so hard because you have an incredible work ethic, and that's what it takes to be Thank successful you. as a musician. Yeah. But before we do that, <clears throat> yeah. I gotta hear. I gotta hear. I gotta get another fix. Okay. So, all right. I'll do so one. Yeah. I'll do one because we we got some th- we got some other things we got got to get in here. But I'll do one off my current album. God, you love me, but not in the right way. You love me, baby, but not in the right ways. Said you love me, baby, but not in the right ways. Well, I wish things could be better. I ain't got no more to say You treat me kind Want what's best for me It kills me inside That you cannot see You love me, baby Not in the right ways Well, I wish things could be better I ain't got no more to say I could help you, but I can't help myself. You love me, baby, but not in the right ways. Well, I wish things could be better. I ain't got no more to say. Oh, this is my next favorite line. Said you want me to teach you how to love me right. I wish I could, honey, but I ain't got that time. You love me, baby. 
but you don't love me in the right ways. But A for effort, wish things could be better. Got no more to say. song in the right ways i can tell you <laughs> yeah well thank you thank you i don't even have to ask what the motivation was for that song i think everybody knows they should and very if they don't clear. well they got bigger <laughs> problems <laughs> just keeping it real that keeping song real. is real and you you well you made just very clear in that song yeah i, I could just see somebody saying so what motivated you to come up with that that idea there yeah. i'd be like hey okay go buy me a drink we'll talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you got upcoming shows? Um, yes, I have a lot. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. I just got off, got off kind of the road this last week of, of kind of a, a bender. Some cool stuff. I'm, I'm all in Chicago this month. Mm-hmm. And a very, very cool opportunity. Friday, I had, to, I had a show last minute at the Arcata Theater in St. Charles, which it's, um, it's kind of along the lines of, of, of like the roadie and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And originally, Johnny Lang was supposed to oh. perform. And unfortunately, he had... Uh, has been dealing with some some vocal cord issues, mm. which hey, you know, if you that's, use it long enough, you, you need a rest. So I got to do a double bill with a good friend of mine and another another young blood like myself. He does more uh, rock and and rock blues. Um, his name is Nick Bell. So I, I did a cool show there Friday, and then last night I was in Worker Park at a place called Nick's Beer Garden, and so got done with that. I got a little bit of time off. From the stage, mm-hmm. but I don't have time off for my work. I am finally piecing together the last final details for my newest album that ah. is set to be released on my birthday, February 26th, nice. and it is called Club 27. And we were actually talking about it, me, Steve, and Francisco from from the creative space, and it is set now, and it's officially going to be it. We're doing a Kenosha CD release March 20th. Nice. Friday, March 20th. So. Definitely, nice I'll definitely be space. there. At the Kenosha Creative Space. And we have some other ideas to go along with the mm-hmm. show as well. So it'll be definitely something to look out for um, about the details with that. Definitely go to uh, ivfordmusic.com. Yes. Check yes. out the show page. And you, next time playing Kenosha, it's Halloween. Uh, uh, not, on uh, Valentine's Day? Ta- yes, I will be uh, going back to my dive bar roots. Um, yeah, we will be at Denny Sports Den. Valentine's Day. So mm-hmm. Bring your sweethearts or come out if you're looking to find one. Hey, hello. Hey. Hey. Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have you on again right you know, prior to your yeah. uh Oh, your sure. Release. Yeah, we, so we can work that we, out. We'll have to coordinate that off air. And but. that's actually, that's a cool show at Denny's. Um, they're early. They're 7 to 10. No. Oh, so usually I get people to say, I want to see you, but like, you know, the, the bar is it's so late. Ain't no excuse then, K-Town. <laughs> and Waukegan is close enough. Come That's on right. out. That's right. Yes. Fantastic. More music, more music. More, more, more. More, That's more. Right. Okay, so since, Steve, are you listening now? I'm right here. Since I was just, like I said, I'm set to, set release, set to release my newest album called Club 27, February 26th. And I actually recorded that, just like my last two albums, at JR Studios, which is mixed and mastered. Which is very cool because I get all, I'm like right there in the control room. So I can boss people around. Uh, Mr. Jerry Baldy, actually, 
is the one who owns and runs that, and that's in Pleasant Prairie. So getting back to people mm-hmm. coming to Kenosha yeah. and Wisconsin yeah. and, and southern Kenosha, uh, southern Wisconsin to do you know recordings and, and big time stuff. Um, we just finished mastering the, the the master for the album, and if you, if you haven't caught on yet, it is inspired by all the greats of the unfortunately twenty seven club. So it's all mm. original music. It's all stuff that I've written, but it's styled and uh, in, 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 in inspired by by Hendrix, Joplin. Um, Jim Morrison, mm-hmm. even Amy Winehouse, and a couple of songs just by me because I will be 27. Mm-hmm. Um, not trying to join that no, club, no, though. No, 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 no. I'm trying no, to break no, the no. cycle. And as far as my blues fans goes, uh, the 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 father of the blues in some ways, the great Mr. Robert Johnson, mm-hmm. he actually passed at 27, and, 27 and it was later. Well. It was it was recently. Uh, confirmed discovered when they that. discovered yeah, and yeah. confirmed they found a, a birth and death death certificate mm-hmm. that he was 27, 27 when he passed well. and wow. kind of started that so the next song i'm gonna play because it's already been leaked so i guess uh this is off the new album and this is one it's called um what is this called oh that's right it's called love in this world all right, all right love in this world It's all right to say I love you Cause there's not enough of it in this world It's okay if you want to say And I promise I won't run away No big deal, darling To say I love you It may be scary sometimes I've been through it You're not alone Go ahead, do it Trust me when I say That it's worth a shot If you give nothing Then nothing's what you've got. Pardon me, don't want to overstep, but the truth is love's all I got left, and there's not enough of it in this world. Oh, I said it may be scary sometimes. Oh, Lord knows I've been through it, but you're not alone, so oh, go ahead, do it. Trust me when I say that it's worth a shot. If you give nothing, then nothing's what you've got. Pardon me, I don't want to. Overstep up the truth is lies. All I got left, and there's not enough of it in. No, there's not enough of it in. No, there's not enough of it in this world. Oh, 
outstanding. Yeah, that authentic blues tuning uh, too. Blues, Close enough. Like Ivy Ford, your, your blues kitten. Yeah. Blues kitten, baby. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I didn't name myself that. Some no? people ask, like, oh, that's so cheeky. You must do that. I said, no, man. It was a joke. Someone someone said it, and I said, what? And it stuck. So, nice. Yeah. The blues kitten. Yeah. yeah. Did you write a blues kitten song yet? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. It's coming, though. It's coming. It'll be there. I'll put it on the list. You got it. It's got to be coming. <laughs> you know it does. I mean, you got to tell oh. the story, right? Yeah, exactly. I got to think about it. It'd be something like... <laughs> Oh, I'm the blues kitten. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just what you've been missing. Yeah, woke up this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. At the age of five. (laughs) Everything's at the age of five. Have we talked about blue? uh, What your influences? My um. Okay, so. Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. Before that, I I feel guilty about saying this, but I ain't got no shame. I was a I was a pop princess, so Britney Spears, Christina yeah, Aguilera, yeah. J Lo, all that all that jazz. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then now, after you know, being professionally in the, in the blues scene and stuff like that, I'm I'm a huge, I'm a huge Freddie King fan. His mm-hmm. his guitar playing, and he has a, a great had a great voice the way his delivery, and then I I, I got to rep the original women of blues, and not only. Women of Blues as vocalist, but women guitar players that that have been overlooked for a long time. I'd say the last year or two, there's been a resurgence of, of respect for them. And by them, I mean uh, like the great Memphis Minnie, which is funny because a lot of her subject matter was a little... It's a little manly. Mm-hmm. Definitely over know? the top. Yeah. yeah you so can you, find some old YouTube videos exactly. of her. And they're so, very um, cool. Yeah. So you got Memphis Minnie. She was a singer, guitar player. The great Miss Rosetta Tharp, singer, guitar player. Uh, uh, who else? Who else? Oh shucks, it's escaping me now. Um, and then, and then now, present day, one of one of my uh, such respect for she is like the queen of rock blues, Miss Joanna Connor, originally from the mm-hmm. East Coast, um, but is a, a Chicago native now. And I have mad respect for her as being a, a woman and guitar player like myself. But she also has two kids mm-hmm. that she had. She had her two kids in about the same time I had my same age mm-hmm. that I had my daughter, okay. and um, I got to open up for her. When I was about 18 or 19, and since then we've become good friends, which I'm just honored about. Because I think she's, That's you know, beats me. Ama- Stylistically, yeah. Chicago or Delta? Um, both. It just depends. Uh, I, I would, I would I say heard a though, little bit of both. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's definitely a, when people ask what, you know, what is Chicago style blues? And people argue that blues is just blues. No, mm-hmm. let me, let me tell mm-hmm. you, Chicago, there's a, there's a, there is a, a variable and a facet of entertainment and showmanship that is very distinctive from wherever ever you go. And I'm very it's, fortunate. It's almost a shyer presentation the Delta Blues is. Yeah, it's it's very it's it's, less in your it's, face. Yes, it's it's more Delta is very humbling. It's it's completely authentic. And don't get me wrong, Chicago style blues, Texas blues, blues in general, it all derived from Delta and roots music in general. But Chicago style, it's the bar is raised so high, and some people by people musicians they kind of get disgruntled and 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 um discouraged by that there's because a lot, there's a lot a, more there's a lot more jazz in chicago blues than there is in there Delta. yeah i mean it can't be now now ralph you're 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 stepping into dangerous waters you get some jazz cats listening hey <laughs> with jazz and blues ain't the same but um but uh the <laughs> but chicago it creeps in. It, oh yeah music everything creeps together yeah. at some point but chicago is definitely the, the caliber of entertainment and showmanship and 
just the, the the bars were so high and I'm very fortunate that I got thrown into like that lion's den and uh how do you, how, what what is that that saying you get thrown in with the pack of wolves and come out leading them yeah if you nice. embrace it yep I'm challenge me I'm all about that so I you know I learned <laughs> you better show up and show out yeah. which is great because now you, you, either, you, you can either bring it sing it or you can bring it exactly right you, exactly so um now you, so, yeah. you, you i'm guessing you pour a lot of your own personal life into your into your music. yeah everybody does yeah blues ain't yeah. blues if it ain't true and you know we, we talked about your work ethic before and yeah. i wanted to talk about what made you tick you you obviously have this completely unstoppable persona <laughs> or attitude about you <laughs> Which is the exact X factor, the exact (laughs) it factor that you need to make it. Yeah. When did you know you had that? And what what motivated you to have that it factor that nothing is going to stop you? Because I know it's there. So. And I think it's an important thing for people to hear. Yeah. So I don't remember next necessarily being two years old, but I guess when I was two, someone would give me a mic and then they tried to take it away and I wasn't having it at two. (laughs) So I guess if you think about it, it started then. You know what I mean? So you're a stubborn child? I like to say strong-willed and determined. I've got a stubborn child right now, my youngest, and I mean she is the boss. Oh, six, she, yeah, six kids, and she's the boss. Yeah, yeah, I, it'll and make it'll make good. We've when never had a kid be boss yeah. before. Like our lives are are hell. If she's not happy. Yeah. I'm yeah. not kidding. I got a I got a two year old, and she's a girl, and she's my girl. So, <gasps> oh man, man, look out, look out. But uh, but yeah, so I mean, I guess the the dedication and determination. It, I've always been that way, and then um, when you. Uh, I don't, we were saying about, you know, not having a boss and and doing what you want to do. So, and I, don't get me wrong. I had day jobs before I went full-time musician and the day jobs got in the way and, you know, it was one thing or the other and they had to go. Um, And in order to be my own boss, you got to make it work. So, you know. Yeah. You got no one to blame but yourself either. Exactly. So there's no other option. Right. You got no one telling you what to do, but it is all on you. Yeah. And if you put that on you, you got to get up every day and do what needs to be done. Right. And so, and then with that being said, it's a, it's, it can be a very sometimes stressful, exhausting, very tiring. However, it's extremely rewarding because everything that you have or in my, you know, I have and stuff, it, it came from me. And you're, I don't know. Well, no one. You're doing what you love. You're doing what you love. Yes. And I do what, yeah, I'm doing what you love. And that's such a huge thing. Yeah, we want we want to we want to sail out with with, with something else. I'm going to ask you to dig deep. I want to know the, the the song that you wrote at the lowest point in your life. The, the I mean, what what oh, came gosh. what came from the deepest part? Bro, of it's really hurt. getting real. I do. I want too and, real. And you don't even have to explain it. Just play it. Okay. We'll probably play this into the top of the hour. We will. So. If you don't hear from us afterwards, thanks for tuning in to Get Real with Ralph, because I don't know how long this goes, but we're going to play it all the way to the end. Go to her website, ivyfordmusic.com. Check out where she's playing. Buy her music. New CD coming out in February. Loving it. All right, Ivy. Take it away. I don't know if I owe the devil many roads I've crossed. But many roads I've crossed I've been a lot of places Oh, and I have been lost Well, I do wrong 
trying to do right I know what it's like to be wide awake in the middle of the night I don't know if I owe the devil but many roads I've crossed and yeah I've been a lot of places oh but I've been lost I said I don't look for trouble but trouble finds me I know what sadness feels like, what it can do, knock it to your knees. I don't know if I owe the devil, but many roads I've crossed. I've been a lot of places, now I've been lost. I said I don't look for trouble, oh, but it seems to find me. I know what sadness feels like, Lord, what it can do. He can knock you to your knees. I don't know if I owe the devil, but many roads I've crossed. And I've been a lot of places, oh, and I 